Greetings from Los Angeles. This is to live in Trina LA, and we're still here. We still live. Uh, it's been very humid and warm and just a lazy dog summer where it's kind of hard to just stay in a stuffy room and just record this thing, but we finally did it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm, I'm not happy with this. Like, I've been to Atlanta, and I know what humidity is, and, and it sucks. That's why I came to L.A., where it's a fucking desert. You've been to Atlanta? I've been there. Uh, I went there like like two decades ago. I was like junior high. Well, it's still there, thankfully. So one day I'll be there soon. When it's not humid, obviously. Good, good luck. It's always humid. Yeah, I'd imagine. Uh, but most of the time, people have been beating the heat by doing the Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. As a straight man, what, what are your hot takes on Barbie? Barbie is very pro being a good movie. That's that's it is. That's what it is. Dude. It's a great movie. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> I know. That's I know. A spicy I, I, take. I know. Oh, there's so many dudes like, man, you're selling out your gender. You're trying to, uh, you're trying to simp for all these women. Like, oh, you say you like Barbie. You're just trying to appeal to women. And you know what? As a single man, yes, I'm trying to appeal to women, but I can also enjoy this movie. That that's like a real gamma male take. <laughs> it's not even sigma or beta it's gamma now i consider Just myself an out. epsilon male i'm an epsilon male it's like what's no, that I, barbie was fucking hilarious i i laughed a lot it was great yeah, I, I enjoyed that. Well, you know what? The the thing that made me enjoy it more was just Ryan Gosling's take as Ken. Just how he takes every opportunity to chew the scenery with oh, his he performance. Did. So good. Oh, my God. And then just the material, just like how little that Ken has. And yet everything he does is the highest of stakes. <laughs> you know what? I, I do have one criticism. So let me get your thought on this, though. All right, so it is you know it's a Barbie movie. It's about the doll, but it's really about feminism and patriarchy, and that's great. But my brother just texted me the other day and asked if I felt that movie would be good for my eight-year-old niece, and I I don't know. I, I don't I don't necessarily know that I think this is a great movie for uh, an eight-year-old. Uh, I mean, it's goofy and silly, but some of the stuff they talk about would probably go over her head. Like, I don't know. I mean, the the only thing I can think of is like maybe when Barbie says she doesn't have genitals. <laughs> yeah. Like there are some things in there where I'm like, all right, th- I, do I really want her going in and like just hearing about how terrible women are treated in the real world? She's like eight. She got, yeah. she got time. Yeah, but I mean, it. I feel that it's presented in a way where kids won't really get a lot of the jokes. You know how, like, um, you know, cartoon shows in the 90s and like the Animaniacs and something like that. Well, they'll have jokes that kids won't get, but the adults clearly get. I feel yeah, like but it's those some were of like that. a handful of jokes snuck in. This is like half the movie is like not really for her. Yeah, yeah, and but the, the, the other half is absolutely for her because it's a lot of fun silliness and very pink. Yeah, and that's yeah. my only kind of real, real criticism. 
Yeah, like, I there's feel other like, shit to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I feel know. like yeah, it's it's uh, it's not that you know there's anything untoward that you'd be exposing a little girl to, but more that it's over she, her head. She w- yeah, she won't get half the movie. Like half the movie will just completely pass her by. But honestly, you know the attention span of kids at that age. I mean, they only get half the movie True. anyway. So True. So yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, you could take her to it, but it's not like there's anything offensive for or you know too much for like a young child to yeah. get at that point. I mean, but it, like that it just it's going to start all the conversations for her and her mom to go over. It's like, yeah, and I already had that that conversation with uh, her mom about, uh, "Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret." I'm like, it's a great movie. But be prepared for all the conversations if you go yeah. take her to see that. Hey, so we'll yeah. hold off. Well, we'll I mean, yeah, it's like it's currently not happening at the moment. <laughs> She's yeah. not at that stage yet. So it's like she won't have any reference for what's going on. Unless, unless it's like a spoilers. It's basically spoilers for <laughs> spoiler <womanhood>. alert. <laughs> spoiler alert for womanhood, which also can we talk about how some people uh, were legitimately saying uh spoiler alert when you're discussing Oppenheimer it's like motherfucker what? it's history it's history it's, it's already, already happened dude. like yeah <laughs> like, I'm sure there's plenty of stuff in there I didn't know about going in uh, but none of it would have been like spoiler it's not yeah, ruining yeah you the- can't yeah you can't claim spoilers for historical events halfway through you're like Ooh, I wonder if we are gonna drop the bomb so yeah, that was that was one of the things that really annoyed me. Of some of the people who were just of all the things to complain yeah. about talking about any of these movies, it's like, oh, you're gonna spoil Oppenheimer for me. Those are both good movies, very different movies, but both solid movies. I'm glad we uh, caught those. Yeah, they made uh, the they made all the money. Uh, Tom Cruise was the big loser because. <laughs> uh, uh, even though I like Dead Reckoning Part One, but he lost a lot of the IMAX screens to Oppenheimer because everyone's like, "Oh, well, Chris Nolan, you know, you gotta have the big IMAX screen and the seventy millimeter showing and all the yeah." So, so yeah, so a lot of a lot of screens were pushed out uh, Dead Reckoning, and it kind of sucks. I mean, it's it's an alright movie. It's not the best of uh, the Mission Impossible ones. Uh, I, I mean, I like where they're going, but it is, it doesn't end in a cliffhanger, but there is a part two. So, I mean, I do appreciate that part. I mean, I've already forgotten most of it, to be honest. I enjoyed my time when I was watching it. It was like, yeah, that was fun. I don't remember anything that happened. Yeah. Just it was just the, like in and out. Just a big jump. Just a big motorcycle jump. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There was a train. Oh, oh, he's he drove a little tiny car. Oh yeah, very hilarious tiny car. I I don't have any idea what the fucking plot was. I have no idea. No. Oh come on, you don't remember the. <laughs> I'm well, am I gonna spoil? Like, am I gonna spoil a lot of details shit? for Dead Reckoning? Yeah the the main bad guy was an AI. Oh, that's right. It was yeah, and it, in the submarine. Yeah. I don't Mission Impossible. I just do not care about the plot. I just want to see whatever stupid stunt he does. That's it. That's I'm there for two hours just to see that. Or if he like, even better, breaks his foot running across a building. Even better. I'm in. Yeah, honestly, that was a better movie. The one where he broke his foot. 
I don't even know which movie that was. I just know it was one of the more recent ones. Uh, that was uh, Fallout? I believe you. I don't even go by the first trilogy. I go by the second trilogy, which is Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout, and then now we're Dead Reckoning Part 1 and then Dead Reckoning Part 2. But that's not a trilogy. Well, I mean, the first three movies I mentioned was the second trilogy. Yeah. And then now this is the two-parter finale. Uh, the point uh, is, Barbie's probably going to hit head to a billion dollars in the global box office, which... Nice. I'm just curious how Christopher Nolan feels. Like, look, his movie's still going to make a lot of money, but it's just the fact that Barbie came out as an F you to Chris Nolan for leaving Warner Brothers after they released Tenet on HBO Max. And now Barbie, it's like, yeah, it's it's the hit. It's not losing steam. I mean, neither is Oppenheimer. But I think the problem Oppenheimer faces is just that there's less uh, showings just because it's a three-hour movie as opposed to Barbie. Yeah, the three hours is a deterrence. Um, it's not really, like, as easy of a watch as Barbie is. Like, while Barbie does jump into, like, feminism and patriarchy conversations, it's, it's not as heavy in any way, like Oppenheimer. And I know I've talked to some people who are actually concerned about how Oppenheimer like portrays the bomb and dropping it on Japan. Like they're worried it's going to celebrate the bomb too much. And I, I got understand where they're coming from, but I think Oppenheimer did a really good job handling it. Uh, that's funny you say that because it segues to another big story that broke this week is that Japan isn't a big fan of all the Barbenheimer hype. What they got against Barbie? Well, it's just the whole like celebrating like, hey, these two movies, let's watch the two movies. Huh? Barbenheimer. Yeah, it's like it's going to be awesome to watch. Meanwhile, Japan is like, uh, you're celebrating a movie about the creation of atomic bomb that eventually got used on us near the anniversary of the Hiroshima bombings. So it's like, mm, you know, it's not really a good look. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> okay, maybe <laughs> I don't fine? get to be the one to decide. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe no one in America gets to tell the Japanese, like, ah, oh, get over it. No, no. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, as a man, you know, Barbie wasn't for me. So Oppenheimer's not for Japan. That's certainly not the take that is not the take <laughs> that is not the take uh but yeah uh barbie uh mattel and uh warner brothers uh sincerely apologized to <laughs> to their japanese to japanese fans and they're like yeah sorry we didn't mean to make light because you know a lot of it was um you know making uh making light of this like oh this is gonna be a summer to remember explosion emoji and I'm like oh yeah all of the memes were quite explosive yeah. yeah yeah so that's why that's where a lot of that disconnect was coming from so but barbie's still gonna premiere in japan uh, i think oh, good, in a good. few weeks Oppenheimer, it looks like uh, they don't know when they're going to release it. I mean, it's still going to be after the Hiroshima Remembrance Day. Yeah, smart. As for like when, they still haven't decided on the date because the last thing they want is to keep pissing people off. But so yeah, so Nolan fans in Japan are going to have to wait for whenever this movie is going to get released. Both great movies. Barbie's going to make more money. Big uh, competition is going to be... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which looks amazing. Fantastic. 
Uh, have you heard any dudes that were just super angry or offended by Barbie? So I haven't heard anybody in real life, like in person, who's actually upset. I just know the internet is supposedly upset. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's mostly, you know, the the type of broy dudes who are just like, oh, it's teaching us to be, you know, it's it's the wokest movie ever. It, it is not not the wokest movie. Uh, that's that's my hot take. Yeah, it is. It acknowledges feminism and patriarchy and women's issues. This is not like somebody's thesis. And it is not that deep. No, it's it's not. It's a fun movie. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> I love it. the jokes. I love the shots that they take a dude sometimes, like the whole, totally. like, oh, when they want to show you something, like, here, let me show you. And I was like, ah, yeah. I don't know. I, I support that. Those seem like good moments for dudes. I was like, yeah, those supportive guys. No, my yeah. favorite moment, my favorite line was just like, honestly, when I realized that the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I kind of just lost interest anyway. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I was like, that's, it's like, there are men and then there are guys. Most of us are just guys. And that's the most guy statement in that movie. Although from now on, I guess I'm, I'm going to call beers, brewski beers <laughs> or beer brewskis. Is it brewski beers or beer brewskis? I forget how they, what they called them. I don't know, but calling. I don't know, but we can have some at my casa house. Yeah, the Mojo Dojo Casa House. And then just little digs like uh, Ryan Gosling or Ken saying, like, play my guitar at you. I'm going to play my guitar at you. Oh, yeah. When he said at you, that was phenomenal. It just reminded me of every dude in college who was just like, his whole identity was like, I have a guitar and I serenade the ladies. Oh, but yeah, now all these guys online that are so mad, I. It always feels like none of them are going to see the movie. They don't know anything about what's in the movie. So, like, they don't really know what they're complaining about. It's like they've created a version of the movie in their head, and they're just getting mad about it. Which seems to be, you know, par for the course for internet culture, especially if you're, like, somewhere on Twitter, which I haven't been because I am on threads. I am on Threads. threads. That has been kind of the big earthquake in my world is like once once they released threads once meta you know the parent company of facebook released threads the twitter alternative basically a text-based microblogging social media network similar to twitter identical to twitter uh, well not not yet they still have to build out some more features but it's coming along as someone who has used twitter extensively I feel like I can actually speak to this, especially because my sister called me like around a week after the debut of Threads. And she was like, oh, yeah, like me and my roommate have a question. And like, so what is Threads? Should we be on Threads? How do you use Threads? And the answer is no. You should just not be on Threads. It's a useless app. Well, look, to be fair, if you're going to take that route, you should not be in any social media network. Yep. Okay. Also true. Any any social net like yeah if you're gonna because if you're gonna start drawing the line on certain ones like you should really be off all of them, all right? Yeah, we should. Uh, here's a quick primer for everyone who wants to know. Hey, should I be on Threads? Okay, number yeah, one. break it down. All right, number one, it's similar to Twitter. The big thing it has going for it that a lot of Twitter clones don't have is that. They have a lot of users already right off the bat, which is the problem that a lot of Twitter alternatives always get to. It's like, I'm going to start my own social media and who's coming with me? And it's just you. It's like that scene in Jerry Maguire where he's trying to convince everyone to leave the company, but it's only him and Renee Zellweger. Yeah. Yeah. That's so the same sad. thing. 
That's the same thing whenever you try to get your friends or your family to get a new app. It's you're the one who cares about it the most and everyone else could not be interested at all. You'd have a better chance of converting them to Jehovah's Witnesses than to get a new app. (laughs) You're basically the dude just knocking on the door. It's like, hey, have you heard the good news? There's a new app. And they're like, nope, shut the door. That's because everybody's like, you know, you can just text me, right? I don't need to read your mini blog. Threads doesn't have that hurdle because a lot of people who already have Instagram can just boom. You have threads. You can just download the app and there you go. As anti-threads as I am, it I did just make it just so I could have my screen name. Uh, and it was incredibly easy. I downloaded the app and it connected to Facebook immediately. And yeah, it's yeah. just basically logged in. Yeah. And, and then she asked me, okay, well then how do you use it? It's like, well, it's similar to Twitter. Except, you know, the the difference I always say with like, you know, people like Instagram or people are Twitter. Imagine if you had to get Internet clout by your captions instead of your photos. OK, so just that's exactly what Twitter was. Right. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. Yeah. Basically, the text takes precedent. Not that you can't build a following on on Twitter with just photos. But, you know, a lot of people can, you know, build a following just texting funny little things. Basically, all the screenshots that you share on Instagram in your stories, uh, just like, oh, this this clever fucking sentence that that that's me. That's my whole identity. It's like basically it's Twitter screen grabs. So now threads, it's the same thing. So basically it boils down to if you use Twitter before, threads is a great alternative. If you were like completely against Twitter because neo-Nazis are there and people who hate gay people and trans people are there or just people who hate women or people who hate men, just people, just haters, then Threads is a good alternative just because right now it's still in this nebulous state where, you know, the vibe is still open to interpretation. It, but I mean, they're coming. They're, they're going to be on They're coming, soon. but the thing that kind of keeps those accounts at bay is the same thing that keeps some of the bigger accounts on Twitter at bay is that nobody wants to start at zero again. They already have their they already have their followers on Twitter and so some of them don't want to jump into threads and then start again from nothing. Well, yeah, cuz a lot of those influencers on Twitter uh they don't actually have that many followers. They just paid bots to follow them. Yeah, but... So now they know, got to pay again. No, no. Well, I mean, like, the big info, like, celebrities and all that stuff, they'll still have their followers just because it's the same with Instagram. So whoever ports over, they're going to be like, I'm going to follow this person because they're famous and I like them. And that's still yeah. going to happen. I have seen kind of some people that are on Instagram that I didn't think would be very clever actually put up some clever posts. So it's like it's been... This moment of discovery where you're like, oh, some of the people are actually pretty clever unless they have either that or they have great social media managers, which could also be the case. So it's like, uh, yeah, eh, well, I mean, it's not them, but also they're pretty funny. So eh, maybe I'll still follow them anyway. Well, I remember like years ago, I knew this guy and his Facebook posts were hilarious. But this guy's always on like, I wonder if he's trying to be like a comedian or something. I don't know. He's, He's always funny. And then after a while, I realized this guy is not funny. He's just copying funny stuff and sharing it. Yes. And that's fine because that's most of what social media is, is just sharing the same few memes over and over again. 
But it wasn't him. And that's the problem. It's like when they start getting, you know, a lot of endorsement deals because they have the most followers, but all their stuff is farming. That's kind of like what that, uh, uh, the fat Jew, right? Unfamiliar. Yeah. There was this dude with like a, uh, uh, man bun, like this fat dude who called himself the fat Jew. Okay. Okay. He was accused of just ripping off other accounts. And not citing, like, you know, when it, when he shared a post that he didn't create. I think some, and also I think, like, uh, Fuck Jerry is another account that was in hot water. But then they've been better about citing accounts where they, you know, take posts from. Yeah, I'm getting tired of most social media. It really is just, like, reposting or posting your reaction to somebody else's post or your reaction to somebody else's reaction to a post. And it's just like, you know why? Like comedians are, they rise to the top because they put it in this effort. They write their jokes and it is hard. But now that everybody thinks they're as good as a comedian just because they can recycle some shit, I don't know. It, yeah. It's crowded. It's exhausting. That's the difference about using something like Twitter or threads is that it doesn't have to be about humor. Uh, it could be news, it could be sharing your hobbies or just like updates from stuff you see or events that are going to happen. So you could use it however you want. So it could be just about, oh, I just have a clever, funny little thing. So I'm going to post it on there and then see if someone likes it. Or uh, I like uh, burgers in Los Angeles. So I'm going to post about you know, this cool new burger that uh, burger place that's opening up or this burger event or, oh, I saw this burger recipe. Here you go. Or here's a cool photo of a burger. Uh, you, or it could be about cars. Sometimes it, could sometimes be about it just phone. feels like it's the difference between like, like you find a new burger place, right? You could either text a bunch of your friends going, hey, I found this cool new burger spot. Or you could text the void and maybe somebody sees it. Yeah, but the magic happens when the void reaches back. When someone in the void is like, hey, that guy's pretty good. It's like, where's this place? I want to go eat this burger. Fuck that person who reached back. Oh, so, so you're gonna them. so fuck a future friend. This is why you need more friends, man. They're not gonna they're it's not a future friend. You don't you're know. You're never gonna talk to you're not hanging out. You don't person. know. I just feel like the more I think about social media, the more I really just need to like delete all of it. I, I do. I just, I need to get rid of all of it. Sounds like you need a friend, buddy. <laughs> I got friends. I don't need social media. Well, then delete it. I mean, we say that, but then everyone doesn't delete like their Facebook account. I didn't delete my Facebook account, but I, I rarely ever touch it. Yeah. I get sucked but... into Instagram from time to time. And then I get mad at myself for getting sucked into Instagram. Yeah. Well, I tell you, don't swipe up. Don't swipe up to the next reel. Uh, someone sends me a reel. I just watch the reel they sent and then back. I go back. I just I feel like I want to send them something. Yeah, well, fucking, yeah, just send. Uh, you know what I do is like when I just scroll down the regular feed, like the photos feed, eventually it'll suggest little reels like on a little row. Yeah. Like uh, from left to right. And then I just like I just scroll to see what's there. But I don't play until unless something ca catches my attention, then I'll actually tap that reel and um, play it and then it's like all right it's not what i it's not what i was expecting back it's something funny all right i'm gonna share it to a friend like that's how i sent you that reel about uh oh yeah, yeah grunge heavy film? metal seinfeld yeah heavy metal seinfeld yeah see there's good to be found there 
right? If you just focus too much on the negative, then you're just that's all you're gonna see. It's just like a, just like a sea or a mountain of bad shit. But like there are gems in there that are pretty good. Well, I mean that's life. That's life. It's just wall to wall garbage out there. But then eventually you meet a couple people that are like, hey, they're okay. It just feels exhausting. It's so much work. Well, that's the real world and the virtual one. So well, that's the thing. Okay. It's very much so not the real world, and that's the, that's the thing. It's like. It's not the real world. It's kind of like when I put like a hundred hours into a video game and then I end it and I've like, I've got nothing to show for that. Like I enjoyed myself, right? I was entertained, but then like I've got nothing. I didn't do anything productive with that time. That's how I feel when I'm on social media. Yeah. Well, that's how you use it as a tool, not as a thing to just stare at forever. A yeah. tool to do what though? I just find out what's new. What's uh, you know what's happening? What what the subjects you care about? If I didn't have social media, I wouldn't have known that the ramen burger is coming back. I know you're pumped about the ramen burger. Uh, of course I am. But yeah, thanks to social media, I would have never heard that. Oh, the ramen burger is coming back. I can actually eat this magnificent creation once again. For those who don't know, uh, this is a long story, a ballad of Chef. Keizo Shimamoto. So Keizo Shimamoto was this guy who was in finance and then he fucking, uh, he quit before burnout. And then um, he uh, he decided to pursue his passion, which was ramen. Uh, when he came back to the States, he was cooking and then he had the idea of creating the ramen burger. The ramen burger being just a burger patty. And instead of bread for the buns, he created this kind of like grilled, fried type of clumps of uh noodles like formed into a disc you know saute seasoned with like you know soy sauce shizo mm. shio sauce and then just basically yep use them as buns on this burger and thus the world was made a better place by the creation of the ramen burger <laughs> he debuted it in smorgasburg and you know williamsburg uh, we have our own version of Smorgasburg, which transplanted to L.A. Uh, and it's awesome. Every Sunday. It's awesome. Uh, but anyway, so so rumors spread about the ramen burger. Freaking long ass lines just to get it. Uh, for a few years, he had his own location here in Los Angeles. And I remember venturing out there once to try the burger. Oh, my God. It was delicious. It's just so you get the just the taste of the burger, but on top of it, kind of like that savory umami bomb of the noodles. Like they keep everything in place and it doesn't fall apart. That's the impressive thing that, that it doesn't fall apart on you. Yeah. I I don't know if he just like if he has like a, a process where he makes them all in like a bunch of batches so that they're ready to go when you get the burger. But anyway, I was like, ah, oh, that ramen burger is great. I'm going to go back there another time. And another time kept getting pushed back uh, until the, the original ramen burger location closed in Los Angeles. And I was like, no, I'll never have it again. Until uh, he opened Ramen Shack in San Juan Capistrano. There you go. Just a quick road trip. Uh, he opened it around 2022 or late 2021. He was doing ramen bowls. So just regular ramen, but occasionally he would bring back the ramen burger as a special, just occasionally. But he didn't have the bandwidth to kind of keep it on the menu full time. And he had trouble with staffing issues and the supply chain because, you know, pandemic and all that. 
one of the big moments was when he collaborated with Heritage Barbecue in San Juan Capistrano to bring back the ramen burger uh, with cold-smoked, half-pound ground brisket patties. Oh, God, that sounds so good. So you can imagine, people were lining up down the block into the street just to get these ramen burgers. And unfortunately, I couldn't go. Uh, at the time, my car was not in the best shape. I even was debating, oh, how do I, maybe if I can go to Union Station, I can get the train to go to San Juan Capistrano. It, Could. Heritage Barbecue is not that far. It's walking distance. But then part of me was like, oh, am I going to really spend a whole day just to get a ramen burger? And some of my, some of my buddies weren't in that an adventurous mood to go down there <laughs> just for that. And the line was going to be insane, which already, you know, I know some of your guys' aversion to lines. Yeah, yeah, that's the worst part. Like, honestly, road trip down to San Juan Capistrano, I mean, it's not out of the question. You just like, as long as we're making a plan of it and getting out early, but to go down there and then stand in line for two hours. Yeah, so needless to say, I couldn't go. And I was just like, oh, maybe, maybe I'll come back. And then he closed Ramen Shack. Unfortunately, because of the staffing issues and then personal health issues, Shimamoto had to close the ramen shop. And I thought, all right, well, there goes my chance. I'll never see it again. He was still kind of bringing his ramen expertise. Uh, he was on a podcast called The Way of Ramen, talking about, uh, you know, talking about ramen in general and just all that other stuff. But now, recently, because of social media, I found out that he is the culinary director for um, the Japanese American Cultural Community Center, J-A-C-C-C. I think that's the acronym. Anyway, so Nisei Week is coming up, which is a celebration of Japanese culture and Japanese, uh, the Japanese community in the United States, in America. And for Nisei Week, for the Saturday and Sunday of that weekend, he's bringing back the ramen burger. Hell yeah. So, yes, uh, Ramen Burger from 11 to 4, Saturday and Sunday. He's going to be there slinging burgers, uh, sponsored by Daily Foods, Day-Lee, L-E-E, so Daily Foods. Okay. God, I wonder how bad that line's going to be. Oh, my God. The line is going to be, the line's going to take what it takes, all right? The point is I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Hopefully early in the morning so I can eat the ramen burger just right there because I am not going to wait all day. So I'm going to show up at like 830 in the morning, maybe have a coffee, see what's going on. And then like, uh, like as soon as there's a line, I'm going to be a line. And probably there's going to be some people in that line if, if, uh, oh, I'm if sure. the word comes out, which now that I realized it, announcing it at a podcast was probably not the best idea because <laughs> I'm shooting myself in the foot. But you know what? I am excited for this burger. I'm going to have it. It's, uh, I'm going to tell, like, part of me is like, should I tell them what weekend it's happening? Maybe not. Maybe I shouldn't do that. Oh, you'll be okay. <laughs> I think our three dedicated listeners will be okay. They're not yeah. going to mob the line. Yeah, it's uh, August 19th and 20th. So, yeah, line up, get tickets, or I don't know how. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a point of sale thing. I don't know. Anyway, the point is, ramen burger's coming back. I'm going to eat that and then afterwards probably drink some sake or, I don't know, go to a far Ooh, bar. Actually, probably take a nap. 
actually, one other thing I wanted to bring back is Farbar has a new uh, happy hour. Oh, I like happy hours. Yes, yes. That's where things are cheaper. Exactly. Yeah, that's the reason why I'm bringing this up. Okay, so the new happy hour is uh, all day, Sunday and Monday. So, what the oh holy God. shit? Yeah, happy hour all day, Sunday and Monday. And then Tuesday through Friday is 3 p.m. to 8 p.m. Yo, we need to go on Sunday and just go get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> oh my, you don't have to tell me twice. I'm just afraid that like in true L.A. fashion, it'll be like, the cocktails are now discounted to $14 each. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, like we should probably check this out for research. For research. For and research it, purposes. Yeah, and if anything, maybe we can get okonomiyaki across the street. Mm. Just a big old savory noodle pancake with shredded cabbage and uh, sauce. Yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. I'm going to need some caffeine because that, that shit is going to knock me on my ass. <laughs> that's what the alcohol is so for. Del- oh, <laughs> alcohol's that's what the alcohol is for. They're both going to knock me on my ass. It wakes me up when I'm behind the wheel. Nope, nope. That's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. Everyone relax. That is a joke. <laughs> Nothing wakes you up quite like the headlights of an oncoming car. <laughs> drink responsibly. Yeah, the podcast, yeah, the drink responsibly. The podcast is merely just, it is a joke. Do not take that seriously. Do not come after us. How dare you? It is a joke. We do not live in communist Russia. This is America. We are joking. <laughs> I think that's all I had to cover for this. I mean, uh, Watch Barbie, watch Oppenheimer, both fun movies. I don't know. Uh, unless this strike gets resolved, which hopefully by the time you're hearing this, maybe they get a resolution or maybe they're close to one. I mean, uh, fingers crossed, but uh, you never know. Yeah, mostly because uh, a lot of the studios are trying to like ride this out. So they're pushing back some movies that are already done just so they'll have something in the tank in case they don't want to deal with the writers. But just the fact that the producers, like all the groups and the execs, have told their negotiator, "Hey, tell the writers we want to talk." And I was like, "Just that's that's somewhat good news. At least that's tentative. That's like, oh, okay, they're trying to they're trying to make this work." Until <laughs> the next day, when we find out that they just double down on, "We're gonna make you all starve to death." <laughs> they're just like, "Hey, hey, we just wanted you to come to the room." It just like so we can talk and then like, OK, here's our counteroffer. And then they just like uh, Bob Iger just takes a big old fart <laughs> just like, ah, you guys thought we were going to talk to you guys. Screw you, nerds. Yeah, I can see that happening. Like That sounds like a real world <laughs> scenario. They're just like fucking capitalism. The big old Elon Musk school of negotiation, which, oh, my God, I didn't even get to talk about how Twitter isn't even Twitter anymore. It's uh, X. X. Which, uh, just that fact alone is the reason why I stopped using Twitter. Because otherwise, like... That was the line? That that was was the the last straw? That was the line, yeah. Like, look, uh, him supporting neo-Nazis and fascists and... That you, you know, could all foreign actors. It's like, look, Twitter has its problems, but the when he was like, "I'm gonna take the bird away, and we're just gonna do X," I'm like, "Nope." First off, I set my app to stop auto uploading or auto updating, just so I can still keep the bird on it. Because I'm like, "Screw you, screw you, Elon! By my cold dead hands, you're gonna take my bird away." We might have to have a conversation about your priorities, man. 
I have the best priorities. Anyway, so I'm on threads. And mostly after uh, it came to light that uh, a lot of the hate groups that have been reported by, uh, you know, anti, you know, anti-racism or anti-hate coalitions that have been reporting some of the tweets and some of the accounts that are just like super racist. It turns out they take no Twitter isn't taking action on them, mostly because they are blue check marks, a.k.a. they paid for their account. And they're not going to kick away a paying customer regardless of the fact if they're anti-Semitic or racist or misogynistic or want to overthrow the government. I mean, they paid good money for that free speech. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of pay to win. But that's the thing. It's like, look, if you're inciting violence, there's supposed to be rules. But I guess he's like, hey, man, if the money's right, you know, I'm not going to kick them out. So that's why, like, I'm going to move to threads. paid their $10. Anyway, so that's why I'm moving the threads mostly just because the vibe is still a little more toned down. It's not as severe yet. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. People ruin everything, all right? So once once it has enough people, we could reach, reach that tipping point. But also just the fact that it's Elon Musk. Just the fact that Elon has put, has just annoyed me. It was kind of like, how a lot of people fell off of Walking Dead as soon as uh, Negan showed up and just kept winning all the time. Yeah. Because I, th- I think that's what really turned off a lot of fans. It's like, oh, I'm watching this show that I like, but now the bad guy's winning and he's making fun of all the people I care about and he's like, he's never going to get his comeuppance. That like, I'm, I'm going to leave. I already have Donald Trump for that. I don't need to watch a TV show to reinforce that. I feel like that's what caused the, that's what cratered a lot of the rock, Walking Dead's audience. Well, uh, I mean, also the writing sucked. Just it was just not good, and it was rocky for a while there. I feel like the Negan part, like Negan just rubbing it in that he's just like I'm better than y'all, and you know, not get it. It took too long for him to kind of like a more balanced, like oh, good guys and bad guys. But also, it didn't help that they stopped killing a bunch of characters off it just it felt like it ended up being like we have 25 main characters now and it's like how do you have enough screen time for all of them oh they don't that's why they have spinoff shows now like three fucking spinoff shows well that's the thing they should have had spinoff shows like five years ago if they were gonna not kill off people but that's the problem like a whole network of the walking dead well again that's what they're doing now but they're only spinning off like their main main characters is the problem. I'm just saying that they kept too many people on for too long. And, and I think that's probably why it just, it got harder to just like, okay, I'm going to watch an episode, but it's like a character I barely recognize or care because they're new, but also they've been around long enough for some reason. Yeah. Some of them lasted quite a while for like no reason, but you know. yeah. Yeah. So that's why. And then once Rick left, because like, oh, I'm going to lead a Walking Dead movie. And turns out, no, you're not getting a movie because of the pandemic. And it took too long. So you're getting a spinoff TV show that's maybe a couple episodes. Boo. <laughs> so, so, uh, so it's like, uh, all right, I guess. I mean, it, it's just I feel bad for Andrew Lincoln because I felt like, oh, I, I can carry a movie. And they're like, uh, how about TV show? Yeah, it's probably going to end up one of those like six episode things. Yeah. Like uh, Marvel's been doing on Disney. Yeah. Where it's like it's too long to be a movie, but too short to actually tell a decent story. Yeah. 
So it's like, eh, maybe, you know, like it's going to be Rick and Michonne and it's going to wrap up what would have been the movie, I guess. But also maybe leave it open if it's successful. But we don't know. But I mean, I already, saw the, I already saw the spinoff with Maggie and Negan, which is OK. But also it's like, I mean, the Daryl Dixon one probably looks good just because he's in Europe. So there's a completely different vibe there. Just because so you're how doing, does he get to Europe? Uh, well, I'm sure the show explains it, but I don't know. He takes some kind of boat and uh, somehow ends up in Europe. But anyway, the uh, but that Damn. I that I feel has promise just because it's a diff it's a completely different dynamic. You're showing up with people who speak different languages, and it's a completely different area and different like you know how europe probably dealt with the virus could be different than how it happened in law in uh in the united states so so yeah so i that one i think could be appealing because you don't just have straight up okay these are the racist rednecks these are your metropolitan city dwellers these are your pie in the sky you know oh we're gonna build a new utopia and these are your cultists who are just like we're gonna bring god's justice to the country like you know uh, I feel like you're probably going to end up running into the exact same shit in Europe. It's just like with a different flavor to it. You're like, yeah, they're still cultists, but now they're Viking cultists. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh -huh. I don't know. We, we'll now see. they have zombies that have kilts on. Like, hmm, all right. <laughs> you just want kilts. <laughs> I, that'd be kind of cool. Oh, God. Zombie. Come on, kilts. zombie queen of England. That'd be kind of cool. Zombie queen. Well, it's too late. She already died for real. So you're saying there's a chance. And we're wrapping it up there. <laughs> uh, if you want to, if you want to tell me how to get to the ramen burger, just drop us a line at to live and try and lay podcast on Instagram, at to live to live and try pod on the bird app, the app formerly known as Twitter. And as for Threads, uh, we will be there shortly. I'm still trying to set that up, but uh, if anything, it'll probably be the same as Instagram. So it'll probably be at to live and try and lay podcast, or you can just drop us an email to live and try and lay podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Tell us what's going on in your life. What's, what's going on? All right. Just say hi. Hopefully we will have more new episodes in successive order. Uh <laughs> 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 it's just been super warm and uh i don't know we've been doing things uh, stuff and things stuff and things get out there it's a nice summer well i mean in the evenings it's nice unless you live in the valley it's just stuffy it's just stuffy there i had to i had to go pick up a family member at night in the valley and just like it's dark Ooh. but it's still warm and i feel like and how am i starting to sweat i feel like i'm about to sweat and it's dark and at night. Yeah, I'm not down with this humidity. It's it's not cool. I like warm nights, you know, when I'm out and about, but not with the humidity. We'll see how this goes. Uh, in that case, thanks, everybody, for listening and sticking on here. And uh, we'll be back. Go see Barbie. Barbie.